Okay, we're almost. You see here some. Okay, we're almost to Erev Rosh Hashanah, Tuf Shin Pei, twenty twenty, and it hasn't been a regular year, and um, I think, you know, we we always try to prepare Elul has been, is always the month of preparation. Shleishim Yom Kodem Achag, 30 days before a holiday, you start preparing. El specifically is a month of preparation. I think that this is a year like no other. We've been preparing for Rosh Hashanah already the last six months. Since after Purim, we've been preparing for Rosh Hashanah. It has been a, a revelation for all of mankind, we could say which is something we probably have not experienced in our lifetime, the, the awareness of mankind to a creator, to that there's a supreme being, that there's something more powerful than any country, than any government, than any leader, than any technology, than any science. And we've been brought, as, as the, on the news you hear, we've been brought to our knees, but we don't know what that means. We've brought to our knees but as Jews, we've been preparing for Rosh Hashanah. That's, that's the bottom line. And, and I, I, I'm happy to say that I think Klal Yisrael as a whole and as individuals have passed the preparation stage with flying colors. We have a lot to be proud of, of ourselves as a collective Klal Yisrael as, and as individuals. We've we've come to the realization that we have to strengthen our ruchnias, we have to strengthen our learning, and we long for coming back to shul in any which way, outside minyanim, zoom minyanim, whether it is possible or not possible, we've, we've done everything that we can to strengthen ourselves in our ruchnias and our davening and, and our learning. Torah Anitam had to, was overloaded. This last kufa, they had to upgrade their, their systems and all people have been, Rabbi Fran told me that he, he's been speaking on uh, many different continents constantly. Uh, people are asking him to speak on the four corners of the world. And all the, all the great speakers and even the small speakers, yeah, I know in our shir, we've been able to keep up the kfiyas every morning, learning Gemara over the, over the phone when, when our wives and our, our kids are running around and it's not so pleasant. And it's it's but we've been doing it. It's amazing, and we have a lot to be a, a lot to be proud of ourselves. And this is the preparation. You know, we we said we you know for myself personally, this has been a a a, um, uh, a very emotional um, status for myself. Um, besides the the you know the the quarantine. But you know, shortly after Pesach, my sister passed away, and I was sitting shiva in quarantine, just with my immediate family, with my father, my brother, and sisters. And and then in the early summer, Rosh of my mother passed away. So it's been a difficult, um, a difficult period of time, where we're thrown into avelus on top of everything else of the of the Hizbaidus, of the quarantine, to be thrown into another type of quarantine, of feeling alone, of, of, of Avelus. And when we start saying Kaddish, when a person starts saying Kaddish, which is the hallmark of Avelus and also the hallmark of Davening, we say Yizgadal v'Yizkadash Meiraba, that we, we, may his great name, it's already great, with, with or without our awareness, but we may his great name grow exalted and sanctified. And we want to be part of that. We say in our Kedusha twice a day. We want, we, Nikadesh, we want to sanctify as Shimcha, your great name, again, in this world, like they sanctify God's name in the heavens. We want to be part of that. We know it's happening. We know his name is great, not because of us, with or without us. But we want to be part of it. And we say in the Kaddish, Be'olma divro kiruse. 
in the world, Ba'oma, Divra, that you created according to your will. Hakushbro created a world. And this is what Rosh Hashanah is about. We're coming back to the anniversary of the creation of the world, that he created it based on his will. And as the world turns and we see his will by what we see around us, the nature, what's beyond nature, and here we see we're in a pandemic. It's also from the creation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The question is, what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu want from us? He wants Yizgadal V'Yizgadash Shemei Rabbah. And we come to Rosh Hashanah. This is our preparation for Rosh Hashanah. When we proclaim HaMelech Yoshev Al Kisei Rom Venisa. It's not, it's not HaMelech Yoshev, it's HaMelech HaYoshev. He's sitting right today on Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, is, we, we know, is the anniversary of the creation of the world. What does that mean? So, we're told, the Chazal and the Gemara tells us in Rosh Hashanah, that the world was created on the 25th day of El, and, the, and Rosh Hashanah is the sixth day of creation, and that's when HaKadosh Baruch Hu created man. Mankind, so Rosh Hashanah becomes the anniversary of creation of man. Man was on uh, his greatest, yes, his more pro- most profound, marks here, his most profound creation, yes. We're, we're double recording it, so hopefully uh, we couldn't reach you. we'll be able to to transfer it to okay, you. Yeah, sure. But do you, do you want to uh, record it as well? So Yeah, uh, I'm no, also recording. So if, if he has it, if he has it, I'll just transfer it from you. Okay. Oh, Menasha, Menasha Godel. So you were trying, yeah. It's, uh, wait, okay. <sighs> I don't know if I'll be able to, I hope I'll be able to transfer it right or more. Spencer will be able to translate it. Okay. Okay. Rosh Hashanah, we've been preparing, we usually El was the month of preparation. I think we've been preparing for six months since the whole Corona, since Purim time, we've been preparing for Rosh Hashanah. Where, where we're coming to realize that there's one supreme being HaKadosh Baruch Hu has brought mankind, world, to its knees to try to understand something. It's upon us, Klal Yisrael, to understand what that means. And that message, that message is, there's HaMelech Yoshev Al Kisei Ram Venisa. That there's a king who's sitting on Rosh Hashanah judging the world and mankind and deciding are they, are they not assisting God? This is the bottom line. And I think we as Klaus have a lot to be grateful about and a lot to be proud of that we have been preparing. We have done our utmost to a, to a large extent, both as individual people, as families, as a, as a community, where we long to open up our shuls. We long to open up minyanim, inside, outside, in backyards. We long for prayer. We long for tefillah b'tzibur. And, and learning, people are learning as much, even more than perhaps they were learning before. They're going on Torah. End time has, has been overloaded, right? They have to change their, upgrade their systems. And, and, and as we said, every speaker in the world has been asked to speak on, on, on the every continent of the world, they want to hear Divrei Chizuk. People want to hear. And this is a great schus for Klal Yisrael coming into Rosh Hashanah, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees that we're here to partner with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is the bottom line of the whole shir, that we are here to partner with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the creator, but he created mankind to partner with him in managing in the leadership of the world. We are his partners. Nikadesh as Shimcha Ba'ila. We want to sanctify God's name in the world just as it's sanctified in heaven. Yiskadal v'yiskadash shemei rabbah. 
You know, I'm, I'm in a mourning period for my mother, my sister, and we're saying Kaddish. The Kaddish prayer is Yiskadal v'Yiskadash Rabba. We want to sanctify and magnify Hakadosh Baruch Hu's name in the world. Be'olma divrok hirusei, in the world that He created, according to His will. Hakadosh Baruch has a plan. He knows He's in control of everything, of every individual and every community and every everything in the world is under His control. We want to understand it. We want to have a part in it. Now, we know that Rosh Hashanah represents the anniversary of the creation of the world, and the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah talks about this, that at least, at least uh, according to, um, according to Rabbi Lazar, that holds that the world was created in Tishrei, so it works out that the world was created on the 25th day of, of, um, of Elul, which is, is today or yesterday, mm-hmm. right? The 25th day of Elul. Two, two days ago. Two days ago. Yeah. And the sixth day of creation is Rosh Hashanah. That's when God created man. Nase Odom, let us make man. And man was created. And that's what Rosh Hashanah is all about. <clears throat> and every year we daven because it's the anniversary of creation of man. We want to know where are we going to get a new lease on life. That's the 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 overall picture, but the, it goes much deeper than that. You know the Gemara, the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah asks a question. Gemara in Davchav Zayin Amar Aleph is Keman Azlinan, Keman Matzlinan. According to which opinion do we? Davin in our Davin on Rosh Hashanah, where we say, This is the day, Hayoim is always referring to Rosh Hashanah. This day of Rosh Hashanah, is the beginning of your handiwork. So the Gemara said, Well, this is like, like Rabbi Eliezer, that holds Tishrei, that the world was created in Tishrei. Now, what does that mean? There's Machlekas, when the world was created? I mean, None of us were there, right? So, yeah, there's a machlekes in the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, Mesechdes Rosh Hashanah, Davzai and Ches, and the machlekes, Rabbi Yeshua Paskins, that the world was created in Nisan. So whatever we say in Tishrei is really in Nisan. So Toysus has a kasha, says, the Gemara says that, what is it that we daven on Rosh Hashanah, that this is the, the beginning of your creation, must be like Rabbi Eliezer, that the world was created in Tishrei, asks Taisa, excuse me, we paskin like Rabbi Yeshua, that the world was created in Nisan, which means that the world was created on the 25th day of Adar, and the first day of Nisan is really when the God created man. So what are we doing praying on Rosh Hashanah on Tishrei, when, when something's wrong here. This is Taisa's question on Chavzayin Amad Aleph in Rosh Hashanah. So Taisa brings from Rabbeinu Tam a very unusual teret that we don't usually see from Rabbeinu Tam. We would think it's from the Arizal, <laughs> right? <laughs> Says Taisa, and I'm quoting Taisa, Elu ve'elu divrei elokim chayim. Famous rule that both sides of every machlekes that we ever find in the Chazal are both true. These are godly people. They're searching for the truth in God's Torah. That there are two sides of any coin means that there's truth to both of them. Elu ve'elu, both sides of Machlekes, divrei elokim chayim. We might have to choose one to go with. Is it Osir, is it Mutter, is it Kosher, is it Treif? But both sides have merit on some level. So what does that mean here? Says Toysus, and I quote, Ve'ikolameymar, and we can say, Be'betishrei olabamachshava, Libria, that a Koshbochu thought to create the world in Tishrei, Ve'loinivra atisam, but it didn't actually get created till Nisan. Wow. Those are, those are powerful words. Which means, that we have, and the 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 Meforshe, the, the the thinkers of Klal Yisrael, 
one in Rabbi Gedal Yashor, in his Sefer on Rosh Hashanah, or Gedal Yo, on page 14, talks about this Gemara, and he goes to town on this Tosis. But it's a Tosis, we have to know it's a Tosis, not a, not a, you know, from the Kabbalists. That there's a creation of the world in the world of Machshava, and then there's the creation of the world in the Olam Ho'asiya, in the actual world. world. Rosh Hashanah, we are, we are celebrating Rosh Hashanah every year, commemorating God's first intention to create the world, b'machshava in his mind, whatever that means, in God's mindset, he wanted to create the world in Tishrei, but didn't actually, I don't want to say get to it till Nisan, right? Um, but didn't actually create it. So yes, we Paskin like Rabbi Yeshua that the world was actually created in Nisan. But we have our, that's why we have a dual sort of calendar. Our, ca- our year changes at Rosh Hashanah, but Nisan is considered the first month. This is based on, on this. Right? But the Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah says Echad Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for many things, including Mishpat, judgment. So now that gives us an insight, what are we talking about when we're celebrating Rosh Hashanah in Tishrei, which according to Tesis is talking about the, 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 that Akash Baruch willed and wanted to create. He wanted to wanted in his machshava to create. And this is this is how we connect. This gives us a whole insight. Says Rabbi Gedal Yeshur and many that there is something called the world of machshava. There's the world of our inner self. Now, one of the highlights of Rosh Hashanah is, of course, Tkiya Shaifer. This year, the first day of Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbos. We will not blow Shaifer. Why won't we blow Shaifer? Because of a far-fetched Gzeirah Drabanan that we're worried that someone who wakes up Rosh Hashanah morning wants to blow Shaifer. And he doesn't know how to blow Shaifer. So he's going to take the shofar and carry it outside to go to someone to ask him to blow. Why is he waking up Rosh Hashanah morning? I mean, how often does that happen? And if he doesn't know how to blow, he'll go to shul like anybody else. Who know, how many people know how to blow shul? One person can blow for 100,000 people, right? I mean, you know, how many people do you know how to, have to know how to read how to blow shofar? It's like how many people know how to, know how to read the Megillah Sester? We go to shul and we hear it. You know, and, and you know, we, we hear the, the Megillah Sester, but we have the same thing by Megillah Sester if it comes out on Shabbos. But what is going on here? Why are we so worried that this person is going to? How often would that happen? Who, if he doesn't know how to blow shofar, he probably doesn't have a shofar. So what's going to carry, right? <laughs> if he has a shofar, he probably learned how to blow a shofar. Unless he got it for his bar mitzvah and then he, it's on the shelf and always he can't, he'll, just like he'll run to the rabbi to learn how to blow, he'll run to the rabbi, blow for me. What, what is going on here? So let's, let's go on a journey a little bit. One of the mainstay of, of Rosh Hashanah is on, on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, we read the Parsha of Akedah. Akedah was the tenth test? If you have the Chumash in front of you, we have the tenth test of Avram Avinu. Um, what page is it on? Uh, in Vayera, Parshas Vayera. Towards the end of Parshas here, on page one hundred. Great, great page. Avram Avinu was a hundred years old, and here it is. Okay. <coughs> Okay. On the first day of Rosh Hashanah, the Shulchan Aruch says that from the Gemara in Megillah that we read Vahashem Pokade Sara, that Sara became, who was barren for 90 years, 
she, she finally became pregnant. And the Gemara says, why do we read that on the first day of Rosh Hashanah? Because on Rosh Hashanah, Nifkada, Sarah, Rivka, and Chana, right? They all became pregnant on Rosh Hashanah. Their prayers were answered on Rosh Hashanah that they became pregnant. Sarah and Chana and and many other things happened on Rosh Hashanah. Yosef was left let out of jail on Rosh Hashanah. On the second day of Rosh Hashanah, we read Parsha Vakeda. Why do we read the Parsha Vakeda on the second day of Rosh Hashanah? So Chazal tell us that the Akeda happened in Nisan. But the Medrash in the Psikta Rabbasi says that the Akeda happened on Rosh Hashanah. And that's the, you look at Art Scroll, he, that's where he brings the source. Not from the Gemara, the Gemara doesn't say, the Gemara says it's, it's, uh, it happened in Nisan. But in the Psikta Rabbasi, um, Psikta Mem Aleph, says that it, that, um, that it happened, that the Akedah happened on Rosh Hashanah. And we'll see the, the, the remnants to that. So there's something in the Akedah that reflects on our whole Aveda of Rosh Hashanah. So when we look at the parsha of the Akedah, we see something fantastic. And you know that, that when, when Coronas began, so everybody was davening at home, and, and uh, people, I tried myself to, to take davening a little more seriously, and I took upon myself to say Parsha Saqqeda every day. See them say it anyways, it's no big deal. They say it all the time, Parsha Saqqeda, Parsha Saqqeris, uh, which hopefully we'll talk about tomorrow. But Parsha Saqqeda, to read the Parsha Saqqeda every day. It's, a bit, it's an Indian, it's in the Siddur, you know, to read it. It's in the beginning of the Siddur. Some people read it after davening. And I started reading it. And when you start reading it, especially when I wasn't under the... Under the constraints of time, you read it slowly, you see so many amazing things that relate to us, who we are as people, who we are as Jews, who we are as, as fathers, who we are as members of Kalal Yisrael, and you see the tremendous skula of reading the Parsha of Akedah. And I want to share with you some of the insights that came to me over these last number of months and compounded themselves as I was going through my own personal turmoil of losing my sister and my mother later on, and I, I found a lot of strength in reading the Parsha Vakeda. The Parsha says, it starts off, after whatever was happening before. And God, we know Elohim is the, is the name of God of justice. Nisa as Avraham tested Avram. It's the final tenth test, and it's the only one that he uses the lotion of Nisayon, of Nase, of, of, uh, of a test. This was the test of all tests. And the God of judgment is judging Avraham. Vayoymer, he loved Avraham, and he called him out, Avraham. Vayoymer, he named and Avraham said, I am here. The first thing even if it's the guy of judgment, which means it's, we don't understand. There, there are no, of course, no two gods. There's a God that we see his judgment and we see his mercy. But in the judgment, this is the, the foundation of Rosh Hashanah, we will see in the judgment is mercy. It's one and the same. The judgment is to bring out sometimes a larger measure of mercy onto the individual, onto the world, and but it's unknown to us, and that's why we look at it as judgment. But Avram says, I am here. Now this was nothing new for Avram. Avram always was was there from the first Nisayan of Lech Lecha. Hashem called Avram in the beginning, and he said, he said, Lech Lecha Me'artzecha, and he says, whatever you say. And he tells him, again, here he tells him, Kach Bincha 
Take your son, your single son, your one and only son, that you love, so Rashi, of course, to ask, you know, tells us what is all this repetitive language of description. And Rashi says this was, this was reflecting on a, a discussion that the Pirka de Belazer t- tells us and the Medrash, Rashi brings it, that he was telling Avram Avinu, take your son. And Avram Avinu says, I have two sons, right? Your, single, your one and only son. He says they're both like single because they both come from different mothers. So they're both single sons, if you look at it that way. Asher Ahafta that you love, he says, I love them both. Then he says, Es Yitzchak, Yitzchak that I want you to take. Now, growing up, when we learned the story in school, you know, we think that, well, Avram's playing with God. When you get a little older and mature and you start reading the Parsha, you think, playing with God, that God has to finally say, Yitzchak, Hashem could have said, Take Yitzchak. Like Chazal tell us, he was going to magnify the schus of the Nisayan to show him how beloved his son was. But what's going on here? What is really going on here? There's a process here. And then I have, I wrote, I've been writing over the last number of months, like I have 10, over 10 pages of notes, horrors that have come to me over these months about reading the Parsha of the Akedah every day. So let me uh, just focus on Avram Avinu was going into his 10th test, his 10th test that was going to crystallize not only for himself his relationship with HaGosh Baruch Hu, but his internal destination, his internal destiny for himself and for his DNA, which means the whole Jewish people that are going to come out from him until today and con- con- continuously, he was concretizing this, this, very, this very important idea. That we have to be ready for when God calls us and we have to say, Hineni, I'm here. I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to develop. I'm ready to climb out of my, my superficiality and I'm ready to do the hard work of to growing into my higher self. And this is what it means. He says, V'lech l'cha go. Don't be complacent. El Eretz HaMaria to Hara Maria. V'haleyu sham and you're going to take your son, the one that you love, the one that's your only son, that you've been praying for for a hundred years, and you're going to take him up, and in his mind, you're going to slaughter him. You're going to kill him. He's no longer going to be here. And Avram Avinu is ready for that challenge. What's going to be? You promised me I'm going to have children. I've been praying for this for, for, forever. You know, what's going to be? I don't know. I'm not asking. I'm ready to... God created the world. He created me. He has a mission for me. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to... Um, I'm going to do it. I have to, I have to answer this call. God, when it gets late, then people start bothering me. Yes. Yeah, Chief, you're holding up the whole works here. I know, I'm in the middle of a shear, yes. What, what's going on? He doesn't know what, what he wants to, to break the frame. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. You've got to come out, so you have to, I'm not, I can't be a recorder and a, <laughs> a teacher. You can't do both. So the, the message, the message to Avinu is get ready to become your higher self. And Avram Avinu did. But not only was he becoming his higher self on his own, he was giving into the DNA of Kalal Yisrael what it means to be a teacher, to be a mechanech for his son. 
which is the, his progeny, which is the continuation of Klal Yisrael. How do you give over the, the dedication that one might have in his heart? How do you give that over to your son, to your future? And he was teaching me the first thing Avram Avinu had to show his own personal dedication. Vayashkim Avram Aboki, he woke up in the morning, which was a tremendous zrizus. And in a simple sense, he had hundreds of slaves. He couldn't tell one of his slaves to go put the saddle on my donkey. He did it himself because I'm going on a mission of God. I'm going on a mission that is going to change and alter the future of not only my life, but of the future of, of the, everything that I, I stand for. And he, he did that. On a deeper level, the Maral says that he took his physicality. He conquered his physicality. He says, I am not going to reach my higher self if I remain grounded in my previous being. It's not going to happen. I have to come out and say I'm ready to conquer and to, to uproot my limitations and my, my simple understanding of yesterday and to climb out of myself. I'm ready for tomorrow's mission. I'm ready to become my new self that I haven't met yet. And it's scary. It's uncharted ground. But he was ready for that. And he, he took his two, two people with him. We know Rashi said that was Yishmael and Eliezer his great servant. But they weren't his progeny, they weren't his children in the sense of the, the, the people that he was going to create. It wasn't the DNA that he was creating. And he took his son Yitzchak with him. Two separate categories of people. He took Na'orav, he took his young people, that's Yishmoel and Eliezer, and he took Yitzchak. Because each one was going on a different journey. He was taking these people to, yeah, be inspired. Why did he take them? Why did he take Eliezer and Yishmuel? No, they have to see. The world has to see. But there's a mission. As God told him, there's something unique. You're going to take your son to learn something unique, something different. So he did. He took his Na'arav and he took Yitzchak Bunay, not in one group. And he was developing, being mechanech, both groups. Vayivakani cut the wood, and he was waiting to see the place that God will tell him where to do this, where to bring Yitzchak up as a sacrifice. And it was on the third day, and he looks up and he sees the place. He sees that there was a, Rashi says from Chazal, he saw a cloud on top of a mountain. He says, oh, that must be the place. It was a spiritual mountain, Right? Mark. He he saw he saw we're in the middle of a shir on Rosh Hashanah. Okay, so so he on the third day he saw the place, and he Vayomer Avramel Noarav in Pasuk Hey he turns to his the, the, this one group of Eliezer and Yishmoel he says Shvulachem Poyemachamor you stay here with the donkey, and Chazal tells us the background Rashi brings it he looks at them he says. You see that you see that mountain over there? He says, Yeah, Dad, you know, or Eliezer, his great Talmud. I see that mountain. Anything uh, special about that mountain? You know, like today we you know, if you see the billow of smoke from the mountain for the fires, you know, or you mm-hmm. we would say, Well, I see the smoke over there, fire, I see flames. They say, No, it looks like a nice uh, sunny day, Dad. Or Rebbe, you know, I see it looks like wonderful. And he asks Yitzchak. You see that mountain over there? He says, yeah, I see the mountain. And there's an there's a unusual cloud on top of the mountain that's glowing. And, and I, I see something I never saw before. So he tells Eliezer and Yishmael, this is where we part company. You two stay here with the donkey. As Chazal say, this is where you end. You're tied into your physicality. You're like chamor, like a donkey, in the sense that you've peaked. This is where you plateau. Va'ani, va'anar, me and the lad, Yitzchak, 
We're going to go further. Adko refers to Klal Yisrael, which is the Koyia the blessing. This is how your children will be. It's referring to the future levels of Klal Yisrael. And Avram took Yitzchak and they went with the wood. And, and all of them, Yitzchak, and they went together. And we're going to find this language of three times. There was a bonding. Yachta means together. This now becomes crystallized. What was the message? What was the mission that Avram was set? He was there to see something individual, see something unique, see something oneness in Yitzchak and to teach him how Yitzchak, when you find your oneness, you will find your godliness because that's the oneness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's in our neshama, in every single Jew, is the oneness of God, because God gave us a piece of himself. That is our life force. Very often through life, we have to shed our physicality and have moments of clarity, and that's what Rosh Hashanah is all about. We come to that world of machshava that... Rabbeinu Tam said, this is what the Rosh Hashanah about, not when the world was created actuality in Nisan. That's Pesach. We're gonna, that's a different holiday. In Tishrei, we are going internally to our core DNA. We are connecting with that mission that Avram Avinu was learning and teaching to the world, Eliezer and Yishmuel, and, and they peaked. Then he took Yitzchak on his mission, that Yechidus, Yechidcha, your one and only son that turned out to be Yitzchak, that's the mission of a Jew. And that's Rosh Hashanah, where we as Jews go through our day of judgment. But the judgment is not, it of course brings, um, you know, it brings us to a seriousness, a yira, a fear because we lived an entire year without focusing on ourselves. We were again rooted in our physicality. So every year we come out of it and we try to connect with, in the world of Mahshava, in the world of our deepest recesses of, our, of ourselves, into the mission that Avram Avinu took Yitzchak, that God took Avram and Yitzchak on that path to search for themselves, to find themselves. That's Vayeichu Shneim Yachtan. They went on this singular way. And, and we find here that it says, Vayemer Yitzchak El Avram Oviv. He uses the word father. Vayemer Ovi. And he says, he says, my father. Vayemer Hineini Bini. I am here, my son. Vayemer Hineini Aish. Here's the fire. Yitzchak is telling his father, because I have a question. Where are we going? What are we doing? So in that question, he refers to his father twice as father, and Avram looks at him and says, Hineni bini, here I am, my son. He says, here's the fire, here's the wood. Where's the animal that we're going to bring as a carbon? Looks like we're bringing a carbon. Who's the animal? Where's the animal? And Avram says, Elohim, the God of judgment, He's seeing you going to be the sacrifice, my son. We are on a very special mission. And they again came together in our second level, on a second level of unity, which what, what is our mission? And here we see again a focusing on the mission of every Jew, that yes, we know that there's Klalis and there's Baruch Hashem, the communities are growing, and with the numbers, Baruch Hashem, and communities are growing both in Eretz Israel and in America and all over the world, and people are learning Torah, and people are, are all types of things. But we have to realize, when we come down to the creation of man on Rosh Hashanah, it's me and God. God has a mission for me, or else I wouldn't be here. Why did he create me? What would the world be without me? That's my question. I'm searching 
in the world of machshava, in the world of the internal, I'm searching for what is God, why did God create me? And that's where I'm asking God, I want to have a new lease. I want, I'm searching for that. And I'm connecting with that. I don't have the answers. But I'm searching for this. is what I'm longing for. To be what you want me to be in the way you want me to be. And to, even if it's a long path to discover it, it might take me a lifetime. But maybe that's the, that's the purpose, the search. That I'm living a life that I'm searching for what is the real me or not. That has, its, that has a tachlis in itself. As we see Avram Avinu taking Yitzchak. He was given a, a mission. And through the mission, there becomes this unity between him and his son by Yitzchak seeing the dedication of his father and his actions and his direction and his motivation. Even though he didn't get there yet, that brings the unity. That is part of the mission. There was once an educator that said, was t- talking to parents, and he says that a family, you might have 12 children, right? Some of you can't keep track where they are, how many, you know, what their names, birthdays, forget about, right? You know, you can't remember their birthdays. You know they were born, right? But <laughs> you don't know their birthday, forget about it. So, but when a child starts having problems in school, this principal was telling his, his parent body, he says, you know what's going through your child's mind sometimes? They say, my, I don't see that my father or my mother care about me. I don't see, you know, and, and sometimes when I ask the question, this educator says, because he had this conversation with children who are going through difficult periods of time, they tell the principal, you say, you know, what am I doing here in this world? What does what, what it say I wouldn't be here? What would be the difference? To them, the difference would be that instead of this family having ten children, they would have only nine children. Well, that's not bad. That's a nice, nice Jewish family, right? Nine children. And he tells the parents, says, your child, whether it's the first child or the tenth or the twenty-fifth child, has to know that they are your world. They are one and only. Parvacharov, who had a, a yeshiva of a thousand people, when he was taking around philanthropists coming from the United States or from wherever, and he would f- greet a b- boy from the yeshiva, and he would say, oh, let me introduce you. This is the best boy in yeshiva. He's like the, the one and only. And he introduces him to the philanthropist. Then they walk a f- another few, when they bump into another boy. And he and and the Parvashrav told the philanthropist, Oh, let me introduce you. This is the, the best boy in Yeshiva, one and only. And it's happened like three, four times. And finally the philanthropist says, What's go- Rabbi, what's going on? He says, Every single boy in my Yeshiva, I created the Yeshiva for them. It was worth it to create the Yeshiva for this one boy. I happen to have a thousand of them. <laughs> and that's how it should be. And this is the message that Avram Avinu was being told by Akash Baruch Hu. Find the individuality. Find the yechidus. Find the oneness in yourself. And that answer can only be it's your connection with God. Then you will see it in your child and you will see it in every other Jew. Forget about what we're talking about, talk about the rest of the world. Also, you can see it, but we're talking about in the Jewish people, they're also Yechidim because they're here. They were created. Every day they're given life again. That's what Rosh Hashanah is all about. Coming back to ourselves and, and, and we go through the parsha. I can go on and on. I'm thinking I have, I have 10 pages of uh, Ha'aris. Um, and finally, in Pasuk Aleph, it says that after Avramavi took the knife and he was ready to shecht his son, Vayikra Elav Malach, read it, Malach Hashem, Yudke Vavke Minashemayim. It changed from the Elohim to Hashem. 
the God of judgment, he passed his test because he, he became the oneness with his, with his, in his mission, his personal mission, and in, with his son, which was the prototype for all of the Jewish people for all times. And came the Malach Hashem min HaShemayim and said, Avraham, Avraham, <clears throat> Avraham, you have now reached your higher self. That's the double Avram. You have reached your higher self. Now you see, <clears throat> you'll never see things the same way. Once you've gotten this, this vision, you'll never see things the same. Not in yourself, not in your son, and not in anybody else you'll be Makarov or, or want to bring in. You, you bring them all to bring out their essence of being godly. And this is what, and that's what he told him. Now I know that you fear Hashem. You have this vision. Yireh comes from the word of Yira, from seeing. The, the, that the seeing, and he called that place uh, Yira. And that's what the Pasuk says. Look at Pasuk Yudalad. Avram Hashem Yira. The godliness that I, I, I achieved to see now the chesed of Hashem, right, in the Yudke Vavke, Yira is the fear of the judgment that was in the Elohim all along. Asher yeyomer hayoyim, you see that? Asher yeyomer hayoyim bahar Hashem yeyroeh. That word hayoyim is what we read into the Gemara. What does it mean? Ze hayoyim tchilas masecha. Whenever it says Hayoyim in Chumash, the Zoyar says it means Rosh Hashanah. Atem Nitzavim Hayoyim Kulchem. Hayoyim is referring to Rosh Hashanah. This is the reference to Rosh Hashanah. Now the Psikta says that Rosh Hashanah is hinted to on the next Pasik. Because of this vision, he made an oath. In that word Nishbati, swear is the word Sheva, seven. And what month is Rosh Hashanah in? Chodesh Hashvi'i, the seventh month. The seventh month, and the first day of the seventh month. That's Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is where we come only if we shed ourselves and we go back to the world of Machshava, the Olam HaMachshava, like Toysu said. Will we see the vision, we will see the Yechidus, we will see the oneness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we will see the oneness of ourselves and those around us. It's the only way. It's not through, you know, and then we can do, then we can do. Tshuva, Tfilah, Tzedakah, wonderful to give Tzedakah, but we know ourselves, sometimes we feel good about giving charity. I feel powerful. He's poor, I'm rich, I give him, I feel, I feel dominant. Is that spiritual or is that physical? Well, it's, just, it's cost me money, but listen, I buy a nice car. I want to feel powerful. I want everybody to look at my, how my, my car in the back blinks at them, how it has beautiful lights and says, you know, RR in the back or, or a big B for something. <laughs> something and, 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 and the person is, is licking his chops and, and drooling and is jealous. So I spend money, give it to a poor person. That's not spirit. That's not the oneness. The oneness is only we come out of ourselves. We see it's the same oneness in me that's in him. And if I truly appreciate that, then I see it in him. And I want his to be as successful as mine. That's the oneness. That's the, the seventh month. That's, the, that's the, what Rosh Hashanah and the Olam HaMachshav and the depth of our being. Let's take it a step further. This is the ayel that Avram Avinu actually brought in place of his son when the Malach told him, don't shecht him. But Avram Avinu said, I promised to shecht to bring a carbon. So Hashem created from the sixth day of creation an ayel, a, a, a ram. And all of a sudden, there it is. It's stuck, its horns are stuck in the thing. So Chazal tells us this is the ram that was there from the first six days of creation. And every part of that lamb was used for something. Avram of you shechted it. So Sipurna says, in, over here in Parshat Vayera, 
that he took the lamb because it says ms that a person should speak truth in his heart. As a Pasukan Tillam, Vidoiver Emes Bilvavoi. Avram Avinu wanted to connect to his inner self. And he, he, he made a shvui. He said he made an oath that I'm going to take this animal, this, this, my son. So God told him, don't take your son. It's not a mitzvah anymore. But I said it. The game and ram, whatever you said about to do the Yitzchak, you do to this lamb, this ram, and I accept it as if it's done, was done to Yitzchak. I permeate it and actualize it in your being. And Chazal tell us, the Medrash and the Perik of the Blazer says that every part of this ram was used throughout history. The chauffeur of that was used in Matan Torah. One, one horn was used in Matan Torah and the other one will be used in Mashiach. Itoka B'Shoifer Godel is the other, other one, the left one, I think. You look in the period of Lazar. Every part of the animal was used for something. That was the, the power of what Avram Avinu reached by his yechidus, his, his, his unity of mission, and his reaching his higher self. But it wasn't for himself. It was for all of the Jewish people for all times. And that's why we read it on Rosh Hashanah. And that's the shofar. When we take the shofar, the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah says on Daf, Daf Tezayin, the Gemara says an interesting thing. It says that we have Malchias, Zichronos, and Shofros. Right? Why do we say Malchias? Because we want to make Gag the king. Zichronos, because we want Hashem to remember us favorably. And shofar, the Gemara doesn't say, ask the same question. Lama, the Gemara says, Bashofar, why do we take the, the ram, the ram's horn? All of a sudden, the Gemara says, "Amar is talking. Why don't you just continue? Say like you find something to say. No, Amar Take in front of me a, a chauffeur of a ram. She'ezkar, kedei she'ezkar. In order that I should remember, lochem akedas Yitzchak ben Avram." And I'll be like you are slaughtering yourself. Like you're offering yourselves. What's, what's going on? And the Gemara asks, How should you do the remembrance? Everything, Malchias, Zichronos, and Shofars are all achieved through Shofar. What's the Shofar? The Shofar represents Avram Avinu and Akeda going through this mission for his destiny, for his, to reach his higher self, for us to reach our higher selves. Rosh Hashanah we're not going to erase all of our sins. We don't even do Al-Khaid. On Shabbos, we're not even going to do Avinu Malkeinu on Shabbos, for God's sake, right? We don't, we don't, Vidui. So how do, it's like, we, we talked about this, we, we tie, our hands are tied. That's not what Rosh Hashanah is about. Rosh Hashanah is, is to, the, the internal dedication. I want to, I really want to, for a moment on Rosh Hashanah, for the two days, as much as we can, we want to shed ourselves from thinking about our, our groundedness and our physicality. We say, God, I'm here. Yeah, sometimes I don't hear the, what you're saying to me. And maybe I did do a lot of things that I shouldn't have done. But my real essence, my real being wants to do. and I want to connect and I realize that that's the source of my achievements. That's the source of my happiness. That's my higher self. I want to connect with that. And I want it to be part of me. I want to give that over to my family, to my community, and to who I am, because that's my mission. My mission is that people should see me and say, I want to be, I want to be like him. Even though I might, maybe I don't know how to learn as well as the, the next rabbi. 
But I want to be like him because he represents, he's living with an internal happiness for not just what he has, but for who he is. And who he is, is he sees his godliness. He sees that he represents God. And this, my friends, is we achieve this on a higher level on a year when we don't blow shofar on Shabbos because that's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is also the seventh day. When we take our physicality of the six days and we say, I'm here with you for you, God. I'm here with you. I'm putting aside everything and I'm here for you. And that's, the, that's perhaps the idea of, yeah, and halakhically it's based on a far-fetched Takana, Xera, that maybe some guy will wake up Rosh Hashanah morning and want to learn how to blow shofar. But you know what? That person also has a mission. He woke up Rosh Hashanah thinking, how am I going to blow shofar? It's metaphorically, it means caring about the little guy, the little unlearned person. And I see the godliness and Chazal with their wisdom have placed that we all have to worry about that. When we stand Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos and we're not blowing shofar, and we think, oh, yo, yo, what, kind of, what kind of Rosh Hashanah is that going to be? No shofar. It's going to be the best Rosh Hashanah because we're going to understand that we have to look into our individuality, who we are and why we are so special. And then we can look with those eyes how special the next guy is. And my family and my children, I want them to feel that they're special because they're special because they're godly. And that's a whole different way of looking at the entire world. It's unbelievable what we achieve, says there, and this is also brought in, um, in um, the Meshachachma brings this also, um, that on the Gemara that says, a year that you don't blow is going to be a bad year. So Taisus brings over there in Rosh Hashanah Tazayin Amabez, the same Gemara, Taisus says, from the Halachas Gedolos, but not when it comes out on Shabbos. Says, what's, what's the difference? What's the difference? And then he asks also, what do you mean if, let's say my ha- I was in jail, God forbid I was in jail, or I was sick in a coma, and I didn't hear shofar, it's going to be a bad year? I'm onus, like any other onus. On the contrary, we know that if you try to do a mitzvah and you had an onus, it's, it's like you did the mitzvah. So, so why here don't you get the onus? I just spoke to someone yesterday. He's having open heart surgery today. Believe me, he's not going to hear shofar in Rosh Hashanah. He's going to be building the hospital. But that's, you know, he, he gets the mitzvah. You know, he would otherwise be in shul against the mitzvah. The answer is because when it comes out on Shabbos, Shabbos represents all that shofar, through the sound of the shofar, all that that represents. That horn of the shofar that, that, that we took off that animal that concretized all of Avram Avinu's achievements in that mission, that last test, that horn that was taken and blown at Har Sinai, it's a, it, if we had the right kind of hearing, if we, the, if we were on the right frequency, we would hear it today. It's still blowing. We, the Mishnah in Perek Yavos and the Gemara brings it that there's a baskol yaitzit mahar chorev every day. There's a, a baskol, a heavenly voice that comes out of the mountain of chorev. The, it's still blowing. We're not on the right frequency. You know, when you dial, if you're not on the right, you, you don't hear that station. But we know today we understand it. If you put in uh, the wrong email, you, you're not going to be able to send it. One letter off, one frequency off the, on the dial, you don't get it. That's the mission on Shabbos. We are linked in to the frequency without shofar. We have what we normally have to accomplish through shofar because it connects us to Avram Avinu through that horn of the shofar that was used from the Akedah at the Matan Torah, which again made us into a people. We hear that we're on that frequency on Shabbos without shofar. So, and it's again, it's even a deeper message of the Yechidus 
the, the unity and the uniqueness of every single Jew and our, what makes ourselves unique. We're not unique, again, because of any physical quality we might have. It's because we are godly. That's what we say, right? That's what we, that's what we, that's what we mean. And I'll just end with, with a story that I read in a book, a great book, that just came, recently came out from the life of Rabdavid Trank. Just love them. He was a master mechanech, taught for 50, 60 years, and he taught love. He taught with love and he taught to love. And he got up, I'll read you, he got up before Tekiah Shofar one year. And on Rosh Hashanah, during Rabbi Trank's last years, when he already lived in Lakewood, before Tekiah Shofar, discussing the Akedas Yitzchak, <coughs> which, which was the day's reading of the Torah, he said the following, HaKosh Baruch told Avram Avinu, sacrifice his son. And Avram asks him, which son? He says, the son that you love. Right? So he says, well, I love them both. So Robert Trank says, but is he playing with God? Can you play with God? You know, Avram Avinu knew who he was talking about, Yitzchak. So what was God playing with? What was the discussion? Says Rabbi Trank that HaKosh Baruch was teaching Yitzchak teaching Avram Avinu you're right you have to love both of them are you going to love them the same Yitzchak and Yishmael <laughs> no way Yishmael you left behind with the donkey right each one but you have to find the uniqueness even in a Yishmael and the uniqueness in Yitzchak, where you can honestly say, I love them both. And they feel my love. And they don't feel that they're second class. Well, he loves me a little bit, you know, he really loves Yitzchak, you know, that's his real son. I'm just the stepson. No. Avramovina told Korshboch, I love them both. He meant it. I found the reason to love Yitzchak and I found the reason to love Yishmael. And I love them both. That's, that's, he says, only then says Rabbi Trank. He loved both his sons, he says, and it was quiet in the room. And then Rabbi David concluded. And that's why, that's why at the end of the Parsha it says that when Yishmael died, Avram died, it says Yishmael did tshuva. Why did Yishmael do tshuva? Because he knew that he had a father who loved him. And this is really the, the Pirkei de Blazer says this. Yishmael felt, I have a loving father. And the Medrash goes through the detail, how he kept up with him and he, he visited him. He was kirachim of Albonim. He knew he loved him. Not a little of the Yitzchak, forget about that. He gave him the sense that you're not second fiddle. You are my Yishmael, and my love I have for you is, is different than I have for Yitzchak. And the one I have for Yitzchak is not the love I have for you. I love you because you're unique. That's why Yishmael did tshuva. Because he says he, his, father, his father loved him, and his father believed in him. And he had where to come back to. This is the message of, this is the message of Rosh Hashanah. That's why when we, we get up on Tekiah Shofar, we think about the Akedah. Chazal tell us it means that we have to think about the, the yechidus of ourselves, the yechidus of why we think we're so in, individual. Because of our relationship with God, because God created us. We can only do that if we shed everything. We go down to the Olam HaMachshava. That's why Rosh Hashanah is on, on the seventh month in Tishrei, even though we paskin like that the world was created in, in Nisan. And that's why on a year when it comes out on Shabbos, it's even deeper. Because we, as individuals, we partner with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like the Gemara says, whoever accepts on himself Shabbos, he's partnering with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in my Sabratius. That's Rosh Hashanah. We're partnering with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in my Sabratius. You created man, I'm here. Hineni. Tell me what to do. I can't do it all today, right? I can't even do tshuva today. 
but I can become aware of it and I can internalize it and I can feel it and I can show them the happiness. That's why Rosh Hashanah is a yomtiv. Supposed to have meals, festive meals. We, we temper it with the fear. We don't say halil, as the halacha says. We don't say halil on Rosh Hashanah because you know there's this fear of the judgment. But the judgment is also love. The Elohim turned into Yudke Vavke. It's all love. But the love is with trepidation. It's with trepidation. But it's all love. And that's that's what that's what the the Rosh Hashanah um, that's what Rosh Hashanah is all about. Utilize the, 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 the Rosh Hashanah, the two days of Rosh Hashanah. It's like a blueprint of our whole next year. You know, in a blueprint, every little inch. Yeah, what's an inch? An inch is six feet in the room when you build it. Because the blueprint is this big. But in, in to scale, here yeah, we have an architect, you know, right? A planner, you know. You know, that an architect, you know that you can't be off not a quarter of an inch. Because every little bit is is feet, yards, in the actual construction. Rosh Hashanah is our blueprint of our year. But we have to get down, and Rosh Hashanah assists us to get down to the basis, get down to the inner self. Why are why do we love ourselves, and why do we what? How is it when you become happy, and what is it going to make us happy? And that discovery itself is part of the simcha of, of uh, Rosh Hashanah. That's the discovery, and that's what a Kosh Baruch wants. Okay, have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello.